Hey there guys and girls, geeks and gamers, you're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, the place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture come together for a sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to your Nerd of Godcast. And uh, thank you so much, Andrew, one of our Patreon family and Nerd of God Squad Woo. members for uh, that that intro. Uh, it's it's guys and gals, Andrew. It's guys and gals, and you say guys and girls, it just freaks me right out. They don't say they don't say girls in England or guys gals in England. They don't say girls. You got give me the boot and the boot by the boot. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And for all of our Canadian friends, that's what it's all about. Uh, my name is Tony T, and we're going to be talking for the next few minutes about the things that make us geek out. And give glory to God, but I'm not going to be doing it by myself. Sitting to my left, he is the king under the mountain, the raging Cajun, and the very best at being the very worst. It is Stevo Supremo. Bet you there's some of you guys that know about me. I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. Keeping this party going, he's one of the very best guys you ever want to meet until you're on the wrong side of a PvP match with him. Say wagwan to my friend and yours, Jamaican Ollie. Hey guys, how are you doing? Wagwan hey, Oliver. <laughs> Nothing much, just chilling. He is often imitated, never successfully duplicated, not even under the most pristine laboratory conditions. Would you please welcome the man, the myth, the legend, Quentin Gregory Neff. The power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Yeah. And speaking of the power of the sun in the palm of his hand, he's over in the booth pushing all the buttons that keep this bucket of bolts flying. Our own mad scientist, the Nerdy God cast's own Nicholas the Engineer. Hello, Nick. You have something. You have a cool toy going on in there. What is what is that thing that you're you're, you're wielding? It is a. Uh, uh, maybe I can get this on on a microphone here. I don't know if that I didn't. I don't know that. That sounded like anything. <laughs> Sound like someone taking the trash out two doors down. Uh, it is a. It's a really cool Nerf. There you go. Yeah. Uh, a, a Nerf phaser rifle. A Star Trek phaser rifle. What? It is. And it, it is looks a uh, Borg infested type two phaser rifle. That that, they, uh, that is really rad, you nerd. Did you did you bring that in for like uh, show and tell, or are you waiting for Steven to say something dumb and then just you're gonna shoot him with a Nerf dart? <laughs> Maybe a little, a little bit of both. I have an or when you can have an and. That's right. Nick <laughs> is running security tonight, and I don't know about you, but America, I feel safer already. Uh, we'd love for you to join the conversation. No, there's no ladies here. It's a guys' night. It's a oh guys' night, my. boys. Is this is the first time there's only been there's only been gentlemen, probably in years. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. <laughs> I don't. I, okay. <laughs> they ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. You the, just can't get What I'm worried about is there's nobody to wrangle us in. That's like, what, that's <laughs> the leashes are off, man. So this could be. This could be like an hour-long episode. It could be a four-hour-long episode. You never know. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to have some fun tonight, guys. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we would love for you out there to uh, keep us in line. The best way for you to do that is to connect with us across all of the social medias. Andrew, come on back and tell them how they can do it. Wherever there's people online who love Jesus and nerdy stuff, the Nerd of Godcast is there. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, X, Threads, TikTok, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. Become a supporter of this ministry at patreon.com slash nerdofgodcast. You can also subscribe to our daily nerd devos on your favorite podcast app or on Alexa. Finally, join our online small group, the Nerd of God Squad, on Facebook by going to nogsquad.com. The Nerd of God Squad, 
share some memes, and live your dreams. Andrew, I'm not going to lie, you terrified me a little bit there. <laughs> Just, I didn't expect you to be so commanding and powerful. Uh, he is six foot four. He, he, is, he is a monster. He's man. awesome. Uh, Tony, I have, I have to ask you a question. I'm, yeah. I'm sitting right across from you, please, and I see you sipping your tea yeah. out of your Nerd of God cast uh, this therm- is my, my yeti, thermal cup. My Yeti cup, yeah. yeah. Cus- so custom cool. made. Custom made. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's beautiful. Thank I, you. I want one. But uh, you have two tea bag uh, tags hanging from the cup. I do. What? So the reason why okay. is because the double tea bags allows me to make kind of my own blend without having to like loose leaf and then put the because that's I'm not pretentious enough to actually like blend my own tea leaves. Okay, but I will blend tea bags because it's a large. It's like a you know thirty ounce cup, so it's a massive amount of tea. Yes, it's so English it's, breakfast and a sleepy time. So yeah, keep so you regulated. Keep, <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's it's always noon somewhere in my teacup. Um, in in it's yeah. So I, I it gives me a good chance to blend. It also keeps uh, I keep the tea bags in there because I like a robust tea saturated flavor I, after, I do too after a little while i will take it out if it's if it's gonna last too long because i don't want it to be like over over sharp but what flavor do you um, have? well today i did a little bit of a blend of uh bigelow's constant comment which kind of has a uh a spicy citrusy sort of flavor okay. with a lemon ginger oh uh, that sounds, so nice. sounds nice a little yeah. bit of both yeah so kind of refreshing kind of like perky uh, it's it's no, not oolong at all. Oh, but, okay. I don't but, even know. What but oolong I love is. the any you know d- double double points for using the double O. There. Good <laughs> I job. just know you like oolong tea. I do. Ooh, it's I, chai I, tea. I like I like it. I don't like chai tea. tea even what though do you mean? It's chai tea. just means tea. <laughs> it's tea tea. Yeah. Speaking of TT, that's me, the T O N Y T. Follow us on the social media. Uh, there was something else I was going to say, but I uh, Oliver started throwing tea queries at me, no, and sorry. now well, tea queries. I, I also. Will like throw a splash of a juice uh, into my green tea. Yeah, yeah. To, to Ooh, yeah. you know, like a a mango or a pineapple or even, no, nobody even can see you. This is, you did this like is, a little jig every time you said <laughs> a mango. Jiggy jiggy jig. The girls jiggy, are gone, and, and we're, we're having, having a tea party. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to I, Tea Talk with the Nerd of God cast. I am Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> you see the hat? Uh, Oliver, you were the one who taught me that you could take green tea and uh, put it in your ginger ale and, and make kind of that artificial, because uh, Canada Dry did the green tea flavor ginger ale, which yes. was magnificent, which I still have a 20-ounce bottle that you brought me from Maryland. Really? That it's in my refrigerator in my office as my like break in case of emergency. <laughs> okay. Well, you can go ahead and drink that one. I am headed to... To Maryland for Thanksgiving. Come on, baby! And I will be bringing some some more back. Man, right, right so at my are birthday. You taking, are you yeah. taking like orders? When, no. when you bring it back, just know at Thanksgiving that it will be my birthday, so you can come back and you can tell me how old I am as you give it to me. Okay, we can do and, that. And yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, tea queries aside, it's now time for our two question interview. It's the two-question interview. And tonight we are, if you haven't picked up our subtle strands of the web we're weaving, we're talking Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's why it's all men, because it's Spider-Man. Nope. Spider-Man is a hero for all people. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. There are female spider people. There are robot spider people. Nicholas Cage gets to be a spider person. There's a pig spider person. Yep, true. Or spider pig. And we're going to talk a little bit about all of them tonight uh, as we get into the the tangled web of Spider-Man. But as we get into our two-question interview, this is just a quick way to kind of balance out and find out what you guys think about some things. Um, Let's gauge this thing out. Who is your favorite Spidey villain? Neff. Uh, 
it's kind of a cop out because it was also my dad's favorite spider villain but uh when i went and saw spider-man 2 as a kid with him he was so excited and so i got so excited dr octopus Otto Octavius. He's the best. Yes. He's so oh. cool. It, movie Otto Octavius? Yes. Or, yeah, Spider-Man that, 2, Otto Octavius. Yeah. Okay. It's just, he's brilliant. I like the Octavius with a bad haircut. That's all of the Octavius. Like the bad time from like the 90s yeah. show. Yeah. Like yeah. the one in the Spider-Man ride. Yeah, the yeah. 90s show was particularly bad because he was wearing body armor and he was also fat and weirdly muscular at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Like um, Alfred Molina. Also green and yellow. <laughs> Yeah, Interesting very, choice. Very strange. Yeah, um, yeah okay. Doc Ock, great. Now, yeah. one of my favorite Spidey angles, we'll, we'll talk about it later on, but they're, they're, Doc Ock has featured into some of my very favorite Spidey stories. Uh, Ollie, who's your favorite uh, favorite Spidey villain? Okay, I'm going to, I think I'm going to throw a little curveball in it, but okay. uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Oh. Wow, okay. Okay. I mean, I mean he's he, yeah, he's not a, he's not a super villain, but he's he not, does, is a foil. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all the stuff that he would say about him and every... So mean. Yeah, he was so mean. And every chance he got, he would try to find an angle to make Spider-Man the villain. And there's nothing that Peter or Spider-Man could say or do to, to change it, he can he couldn't arrest him. The power can, of the press, yeah, exactly. Bring me pictures of Spider Man. Isn't isn't the he the left wing media? Isn't he the one who like hired somebody to create like killer Spider Man? Oh, no, no, no he, he yeah, he Craven, the Scorpion. Right? Oh, Scorpion, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, hired he commissioned Scorpion. the creation of Scorpion, yeah. the, but the Spider Slayers, you know, you know all that. Exactly. Yeah. The Syndicate. That's there you go. Yeah, no, J. Jonah Jameson was definitely uh, an aggressor at a certain point in his history. Mm-hmm. I mean, he mellowed out. Uh, you know, there was there there was a, a time in which he was became a reluctant ally of Spider-Man, yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, J. Jonah, that's a great answer, and uh, a, a wonderful portrayal of J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man movies. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons, Simmons, who... The best uh, version. And, and every other version of J. Jonah Jameson is kind of either compared to or a imitation of. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in the video game, now, I, if mm-hmm. you told me it was J.K. Simmons, I'd be like, oh yeah, it makes perfect sense. A close second for him is whoever did the voice in the Spider-Man ride at Universal. Yeah, that's yeah. very very comic booky. I think that, yeah. that might have been the same, the voice from actors the from the 90s. It, I think it is, because yeah. I think it, originally before they redid it in HD, like even in the ride queue still, yeah. it's still the 90s show clips. Oh yeah. yeah or yeah, that yeah. style. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 100%. I mean, you gotta remember when, when that ride opened up, it was still the 90s. That's, yeah. that's true, it was 98. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only version they can use. Yeah, that was the most. Uh, that was the. That was the newest. Newest Spider-Man. <laughs> that was contemporary Spider-Man. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's four years pre-Toby. Uh, oh my gosh. pre match potato Toby Maguire. What a time to be alive, Stephen. Who's your favorite Spider-Man villain? It was and always has been Mysterio. I oh, gotta yeah. tell you, man, Quentin Beck is a great, great villain. Yes. Love a guy named Quentin. Yeah, I just <laughs> never I always, met one. <laughs> I just I've always liked because I've always liked like magicians, mm-hmm. and I know I don't I can't remember from the comics he was more of a magician or like a special effects. He person. was a, he was a, a movie special effects guy. Yeah, yeah. So that just always I just always liked that. I always thought it was cool, and I liked his costume. I just always liked. Yeah, always yeah. liked his look. Mysterio's dope. Yeah, it looked do you, cool. Do you feel like they did a, a a great job of how they portrayed Mysterio in Spider-Man: Far From Home? For the universe that it's in, yes. For the the story they were telling, if it wasn't one hundred percent comic accurate, I don't know if I loved his motivation, mm-hmm. but I did like 
how it was done. Well, the 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 scene where he's kind of doing the green mist and he's taking mm-hmm. Spider-Man through the illusions. That was a really yes. I was I I was on the fence about it myself until that scene happened. And I'm like, oh wow, ripped from the pages of Amazing Spider-Man right yeah. here. <laughs> it was very very cool. Yeah, With the zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. Yeah, Nick, you got a favorite Spider-Man villain? Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna have to say Doc Ock as well. Doc Ock oh, as yeah. well. Nick you, knows what's up. I, wanted, I thought you would have said the Tinkerer. Mad scientist. Now Tinkerer is not interesting enough. Or maybe but that's like Nick's like the Tinkerer. I don't know why. I just assume Nick. You likes think all Nick's engineer. not interesting enough? No, I think Nick's very interesting. No one else brought in a, a phase rifle. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, man, I I, I want to say Mysterio because Mysterio's great. Uh, boy, th- th- this is a really hard one because Spider Man. And I'm gonna even I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out here. Okay. I think that Spider-Man has the best rogues gallery of all comic books. Even more than Batman? I, I'm going to say even more than Batman. Wow. So I mean, would you say that he has the best as in the most consistently good ones? And Because I would, I would agree with you, but I feel like maybe Batman, if you're going like top three versus top three, Batman's top three would be better than Spider-Man's top three. Well, that's because Joker is like the, one of the best comic villains of all time. Right. But you can't. Well, then Riddler and Two-Face, I think. But then you got Batman's Green Goblin, uh, Dr. Octopus, and who would be Venom would be the problem, I guess. Ultimate. And, and that's the thing. I think the, the Spider-Man villains that have sort of been pushed to the top are not necessarily the most interesting Spider-Man yeah. villains. But well, I think Chameleon. I, I think Kingpin. that they're very cool in the way that they're they're portrayed because again they they all, they were birthed out of a particular era. The Batman villains were birthed out of an area an era where they were cartoony and and over the top, but then they have kind of descended into like the grim psycho sadistic reality. That, that's mm-hmm. true. I uh, mean, you also Spider-Man doesn't fight the Condiment King. Right. So, <laughs> but he does have paste pot Pete. And yeah. so, um, no, but I, I think that they've darkened up and, and made the, the Batman villains more murderous and grim. And I think that's what makes them seem to have more appeal. But a dude that just turns into sand, like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sandman's dude. And Spider Man also has a lot of, like, vested interest in his villains. Batman, I th- would argue, maybe only has a couple where there's, like, a personal. And Harvey Dent and maybe Ra's Ra- Al Ghul, Talia Al Ghul might be the ones where he has more personal connection to them outside of the villainy. But then you got, like, at least in some incar- in like some incar- incarnations, you have, like, he has a relationship with Kurt Connors, relationship with Norman Osborn, relationship with. Um, Otto Octavius, and then they become supervillains. Which just goes to show you, it sucks to be friends with Peter Parker. Ned Leeds, <laughs> it's Hobgoblin. Ned Leeds is the Hobgoblin. Wait, you telling me that there's another Ned Leeds out there in another universe? Yeah. Um, so I think that my favorite Spider-Man villain, I, I don't know why, I just always fancied Sandman. Oh. And um and and it's he just he's just a cool like the dynamic of Sandman and Hydra Man. Um, oh yeah, boy, it's really tough. When I first started reading uh, Amazing Spider-Man back in the late '80s, like actually like going out with my own money and buying comic books, um, they had just just introduced Venom, but I didn't get it like when Venom first. I, I did have the the first black suit, not Venom, but first Peter Parker like, in the black War? suit. Yeah. Uh, the the first um, Spider-Man web of, web, of, web, of, web of Spider-Man that had uh, that had Amazing Spider-Man. Todd McFarlane's at three hundred. No no no, 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 no. This was this was prior. This was uh, back in the eighties when he first they came back from Secret Wars. Oh, yeah. um, okay, okay. 
So it was the first black suit. It was the beginning of the alien saga, the alien suit saga. Gotcha. Uh, when he got it removed, Venom wouldn't come back out of that for for a couple of years. That was Todd McFarlane. That was that was McFarlane. I have a reissue of that one. Yeah, which is great. But um, it was it was Todd McFarlane was doing the art for it. So the covers, first off, the covers were fantastic. Yeah. And he did one. It was a story. It was like back to back to back. It was like one episode. One issue was uh, Mysterio. One issue was the Lizard. One issue was the Hobgoblin. Then it was Hobgoblin and the Green Goblin. Then it was Hydro Man. It was just like just some of the most amazing covers that you would you would ever see in a comic book. And they were the, McFarlane just brought these characters that I remembered from Spider Man and his Amazing Friends to life in such a way that I was like, wow, oh my goodness. But it was the the lizard was really really cool. Not that interesting of a character, but I loved the look of him. I loved the vibe of him. But but yeah, so Sandman Sandman's my my, my favorite. Um, I forgot Hydro Man existed. I really like Hydro Man. <laughs> right. You're going, You're going for, for a dive. dive. <laughs> Trick or treat. Smell. I like Electro. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Hobgoblin. I love Hobgoblin too. Hob I mean, Goblin's and great. Shriek. Uh, no, nobody likes Shriek. <laughs> Scream. Or is it Scream? In there, there's, oh, he's confused. got one of each. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, arguably, Sandman, the best villain in Spider-Man Three. No, he I'm, is the best I villain mean, in Spider-Man Three. The writing was pretty bad. Oh yeah, yeah that's so, true. Yeah. The, so, the studio—that's the, the biggest villain the in biggest Spider-Man villain Three. Was Sony. Uh, anyway, so let us know who your favorite Spider-Man villain is. And uh, second question is, if you were bitten by a radioactive animal, Peter Parker was bitten by a radioactive spider, giving him the speed, strength, and agility of a, uh, a spider. If, if you were bitten by a radioactive animal, what animal would you be bitten by? Neff. A radioactive tiger. Rower. Because they're the coolest. Because they they're, they're fast. They're strong. They're the alpha predator. I mean... If I'm gonna be anything, I gotta be the best, right? But what's gonna happen when you like accidentally like destroy a building? You're never gonna financially recover from that. Oh mm. wow! Well, you would be the Tiger King. I'm the tiger king. El tigre, oh, don't say that. El Tigre Gordo. <laughs> Joe Exotic <laughs> might actually try to sue us. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. already tried to sue uh, Bengals players. Oh, hey, kitty, kitty. <laughs> Ollie, if you were bitten by a radioactive animal, what animal would it be? I chose a kangaroo. A, whoa. Okay. Have you seen those guys? I, I mean, I, I have. they're already bu they're buffer than I am. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're, they're so jacked mo most of the time. If you see them, and I just thought, would you call them kangaroo jacked? Yeah. Yes. Actually, uh -huh. I would. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, kangaroo. I think. I mean, the muscles. I mean, the leg muscles and and the tail being able to to jump really far. Yeah. And, so uh, far, I think all of these animals are actual Spider-Man villains. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a kangaroo somewhere in the uh, the villains rogue gallery. And he is Australian. Yeah, Steven? I, I, I don't know why I couldn't shake it, but the only thing that came to mind was a gorilla. A gorilla? Yeah. yeah. There is a there there is a Spider-Man villain called the Gibbon, Oh. which I think is kind of like a gorilla. I think Gibbon's, is it an ape or a monkey? I, I feel like, I think a Gibbon's Does it have a, a tail? Uh, I don't know. It's all the, it it's all the tail, simian to me. Uh, <laughs> if it doesn't have a tail, it's not it's a monkey. A, yeah, yeah, if it has a tail, it's a monkey. If it has a tail, it's I didn't I if, did not know the difference. Yeah, if it does, if it no, doesn't have a tail, it's an ape. It's an ape. Okay. If it like has a chimpanzee is an ape. I don't have a tail. Am I an ape? No well. Nick, if you were bitten by a radioactive animal, what animal would you be bitten by? Um that was a hard one for me. I'm gonna say an ant. And oh, because like it's like the engineer of the insect world. Yep. yep. <laughs> and because he does everything his queen tells him to. <laughs> yes. And he would be Ant Man. Um, oh. yeah. Or Man Ant. Man Ant. Man Ant. But that's just when it's a scary looking uh, ant that just jump scares that's you. That's an Aquabat. Man Ant. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? It's an Aquabat's villain. 
man ant? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. All right, now we know. Well, we, we'll save that nugget of information for our special Aquabats episode, which is happening probably <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> um, all right, well, if I was going to be bitten by a, um, uh, a radioactive animal, I would want it to be a flamingo. Oh, so, so that I can hang, so I can, I can hang with my That's boys, crazy. and I can say I'm a flamboyance <laughs> of flamingos. I'm wearing a flamingo shirt, and I can stand on one leg and yeah. eat shrimp all day. Oh, oh flamingo nice. go! Yeah, I don't know if that's a good answer. Or you a would turn answer. pink <laughs> only when he eats too much shrimp. That's true. That's right. Uh, it's anaphylactic shock. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, well, all right. Well, let us. <laughs> we all had. Oliver had a great one. <laughs> I'm the flamingo. I and said gorilla. We're, we're like a team. We could be like the menagerie. It's like here's the tiger and the gorilla and the kangaroo and the flamingo. <laughs> the cadre. Welcome to the zoo. Oh my goodness! All right, let us know uh, who you would be in this two-question interview. Neff, we, uh, you are the proud owner of a PlayStation Five. I am. Uh, Ollie. My son is a proud owner of a PlayStation 5. Steven? Um, I once owned a PlayStation 3 and a PlayStation 2. Does that count? The, the math maths? Yeah. <laughs> Nick? Uh, PlayStation 4. Okay. I, I'm with Nick. I have a PlayStation 4. I also have a PlayStation 5, uh, and, and I have been playing uh, this past week the new Spider-Man 2 adventure yes. uh, exclusive to the PS5. Nice. Uh, Neff, I know you have as well. I have 100 percented it. You have 100 like, percented it. Platinum trophy it? Or? No, I'm working on I have like three more trophies left to get the platinum trophy. So nice. Neff is lonely. Neff just doesn't <laughs> sleep. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah. <laughs> without 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 spoiling anything, um, mm. what what's your what's your takeaway from the game? Uh, it's one of my top three favorite games of all time. That's a big statement, dude. I know. That's a big statement. I know. Well, Are you sure it's not like the game that you love of all time, or just the game that you're loving right now? I really love this game. I was it was so hard to put the game down. I loved it from start to finish. So so why? What was it? Uh, story mechanics. The uh, story was enthralling. The mechanics are so entertaining. Even though some of the gameplay could be repetitive, you're having so much fun doing combos during the fights and stuff like that that you're forgetting that you're do, you've been doing the same thing. But but uh, really kind of, and, and I don't mean this as a knock, because it sounds like I'm always coming to get negative things, right? Yeah. But kind of more of the same for yeah. the previous two games. Yeah. Which isn't bad. That's what that's what you yeah. want. Uh, they added a lot of new skills and a lot of new gameplay mechanics, you mm -hmm. know, fighting techniques and stuff like that, especially with the addition of, and a light spoiler alert, if you didn't look at the cover of the box, uh, Spider-Man having uh, symbiote abilities in the uh, in the game uh, opens up kind of a new uh, ability tree. Yes. And uh, it plays into the story pretty well. I am not 100% of the game. I'm about 38% of the game. Um, and, and most of that is not story because I go around and find all the backpacks. You know, I go around wow. and, and take all the pictures. And, I do that last. Yeah, rescue all the kittens and, and save the, <laughs> the pigeons and stuff like that. I'll probably do that when I do New Game Plus. Did you save the pigeons? Did you do the pigeon mission? I did do the pigeon mission. The pigeon mission. The pigeon mission. Right? The pigeon mission. The pigeon mission. The pigeon mission. Yeah. And then, did you, you play the first Spider-Man? I did. Do, do you I remember the I pigeon remember, missions? I don't think I did the pigeon missions. There was a, a pigeon mission. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask my son if he did any of the pigeon missions. Well, the, the pigeon missions in the first game, there's a there's a a, a man, uh, I, Howard. Howard, who who I don't know if he's homeless or what. Like Howard, the Howards. I, I might have yeah. done, did the pigeon and, and he's like, you gotta find my pigeons, Spider Man, and you gotta go around the city and find pigeons. I think I remember and this like now. track them and then like bring them back to the nest. And it's it's just a lot of pigeon chasing. It's the worst. Now that you mentioned the pigeon mission, I feel like I did 
do that. All of your pigeon missioning pays off in the Spider-Man 2 game. I'm yeah. just going to okay. tell you, and I won't okay. say another word. I will not breathe any other syllable about it. But and That includes the Miles Morales part, because they do a little bit of that in Ma- Miles Morales as well. All of your pigeon hunting in the first game pays off in this one. And it, okay. it's like, oh, 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 wow. I didn't know that that was what was going to happen here. And... Yeah. So it's good okay. that there was no omission of the pigeon mission. Uh, the omission of the pigeon mission would they would have missed it. They would have missed the mission of the pigeons. And so the omission would have been. Uh, I'm glad that they commissioned the pigeon mission. <laughs> I'm not dissing the pigeon mission. Um, if I had one thing to nitpick, it just felt too short. It is glitchy as crap. I'm going to tell you that. It, I did. I did glitch one point, and I fell into the street and I couldn't get out of it. I was the 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 mission where you it's like a flashback mission where you're on a bicycle. That's the one. That's the one, right? I fell My into bicycle a grate. was in the road. Yep, and yep. I and I like fell and I'm like, Whoa. "Okay, well, I I live halfway here. It's like it's like the 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 third and a half floor. It's like am I going to come out of this game and somehow I'm going to be John Malkovich? I'm not sure what's going on." <laughs> and it, it crashed a couple times on me, but like it's things that like it immediately loaded back up. Yeah. So I wasn't you know, like, it's a, it's a video it. game. It's when it's brand new. That that exactly. kind of stuff happens. Uh definitely worth a a play in your opinion 100% if you liked the first game and the second game they did a great job because in this one you play as both Peter and Miles you yes. can switch back for the most part at your convenience mm-hmm. and um, but the and the game changes based on which character you're playing as so the yeah. music will change so the Miles soundtrack sounds younger and more energetic a little more urban um, a little more contemporary like, like typical superhero when you're Peter and um, it's cool because the way that the game plays, it, it there is a generational aspect to it. Tell me if you notice this. A lot of the missions that Peter does are sort of the you know comic booky, uh, aw shucks, I'm, I'm going to be the superhero, saving the kitten from the tree, you know, you know, buildings on fire, got to help out these, you know, people. But Miles' missions are more community minded. They're mm-hmm. they're like something that a, a Gen Zer might be a little bit more uh, acclimated to doing. So Even like some. Uh, some tech missions. Yeah, so like more tech missions, but also cultural missions. Like, the, yeah. the, I, I thought it was very interesting. I, I'll spoil something. There's a, a, a mission where um, a museum in Harlem that has a bunch of jazz instruments. That was a great gets, segment. The, the instruments get stolen. And oh. it's like, okay, it just seems like a typical go, you know, chase them down, retrieve the, the whatever. But when you retrieve them, uh, all the instruments down, they give you a tour of this museum, this yeah. jazz music museum, so where cool. you can actually go through and see Photographs with stories of real-life instrumental black jazz musicians oh. from the 1920s. Poets, and, po- artists. And, 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 and you see their photos. You can read their stories. Uh, you can hear their music. And it was like, oh, that this is actually kind of... It reminded yeah. me of when like Bill Cosby would have a jazz musician on the Cosby show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, let's mm-hmm. kind of keep the heritage. Let's keep the, the history of this thing alive Life. and in front yeah. of our younger people. And I thought that's... That's a really cool way to do it. And there was a couple that, that were very like civic minded missions that Miles did and I felt like this is really appropriate. The uh the street art mission with with the girl? With the girl. Yeah. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. There was a couple missions that were sort of like the Mary Jane missions from the first game where it was yeah. like, "Oh, you're pumping the brakes here on I me. will say for those who are worried about the Mary Jane missions, they're back, but they're better. Yeah, considerably better. Yeah, they're more enjoyable, easier to play, not as much like, oh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we don't want to spoil anything, but but a yeah. very, very cool story. I don't want to spoil anything because I'm only halfway through it. Oh, I just also wanted to say, uh, while I was in New York for uh, Comic-Con, 
um, two weeks ago. Tell us about that, by the way. Not not now, but but you need to tell us about that. Oh, definitely, I will. But uh, just one quick uh, part of it: we were there for the release or the premiere of two of the costumes that that you can earn oh, in the game nice uh there's this one uh i hope i'm not spoiling anything but it's it should be out on the internet anyway there's one that's a uh by this japanese artist mm -hmm. uh where it's like there's like a dragon mask and on the body of the the costume it looks like he has yakuza yakuza tattoos oh, wow. like on his uh, back yeah. on, on both of his arms cool and on his one. chest and then there's another, and that one, I don't know if that one's Peter's or, or Miles's, but there's definitely one that's Miles's that was done by um, a creator out of Queens. He, he actually uh, work, lives and works in Queens, mm -hmm. New York. Uh, and uh, his was more urban. He had kind of like baggy pants yeah. and, and pouches on, on his waist. And it was like kind of a blue and silver uh, color scheme on it. They all look really, really good. They, they look, a lot of the costumes look really cool. Yeah. Most of them I would never play as in the game because they're so fantastical that they yeah. kind of take you out of the, the element of the game. Right. But the the costume, like I've unlocked all the costumes and the amount of costumes you can do. Not only can you just get the costumes, a lot of the costumes have alternate color schemes to those costumes. Some of them are they weird. Like I don't, I don't need to be swing, swinging around New York as like an orange and white creamsicle Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider yeah, <laughs> but but, uh, but yeah. there are some that I'm like, I can't believe they put that suit in. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, there was there was some really neat ones. I I, I don't want to spoil anything. No, no, no. I there was, to. but there was one. I, they they did they do bring back the costume from the uh, Into the Spider Verse for Miles. Mm -hmm. But it was really cool that they brought back the Into the, the costume from Into the Spider Verse, like the costume shop one with the yellow cape. Yes, that that, that was pretty cool. <laughs> That was awesome. Do they have the uh, Into the Spider Verse with the sweatpants? Um, Where it's like does the top? Have, they the... have a, a version of that for like the the, the game style Miles. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I meant like for Peter. Oh no! Oh no! No 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 no, 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 no! They don't. They don't. Not that I've unlocked. Um, no, no, no they're but, not. Yeah, but it's pretty cool. And it's when you unlock uh, when you're playing as any of the characters for Peter because they also have like Spider Man Noir from the from the movie. Mm -hmm. When you play as a movie a character from the Spider Verse, it changes their frame rate so it matches oh. the movie animation. Yeah, style. that was really cool. cool. Yeah, kind of neat. So uh, check the game out. Let us know what you think. I don't know that it would make my top three, or I would even call it the best thing ever. But this is a segment that we like to call the, the best. Thing ever. Best thing ever is our bracket system where we are going through who are the best crews in all of fandom. And last week uh, we had a classic matchup. I'm, I'm not sure which way this one was going to go down because this this was on a razor's edge. Neff, bring us up to speed. So uh, the last episode's uh, best thing ever matchup was Avalanche from Final Fantasy Final Fantasy VII. Seven, yeah. Great crew. Versus the Bad Batch yes. from Star Wars. They're they're a lot more popular than I would have anticipated. Yeah. And it was a close one. It was very close. Okay. Uh, but the one that pulled it out in the end was the Bad Batch. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't think that's what I predicted. So great job, Bad Batch. Okay. Yeah. I right. forgot to do a bracket. I'm so upset now. So did I. I feel oh. like I feel like we've had this conversation every single episode this season oh. so far. <laughs> but I'm gonna win because I have the best. I well, you're gonna win because you're the only one who did a bracket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so by default, Nev wins. Uh, <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that so so way to go, Bad Batch moves on in the bracket and tonight. We've got from the DC universe versus the Nickelodeon universe. 
the Teen Titans versus from Avatar: The Last Airbender, the gang. Have you guys seen the uh, the set photos from the new? Yeah, it looks it looks pretty pretty stellar. I've seen I've seen the actor photos. I haven't seen any of this. And they didn't whitewash it this time, which is very good. Neff, tell us where they can vote for their favorite uh, Sky Bison manatee or the uh, Teen Titan of their choice. You can go to our Nerd of God Squad Facebook page. And uh, there you'll find the poll where you can vote for who you think should be the best, best thing, thing ever. ever. Well, that was great. That was great. That was great. Uh, Neff, tell us what's new. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Neff News. My name is Neff. Hi. Today's news is brought to you by bathrobes. When you want the simulation of being a werewolf, but you're too scared to get bitten. Here is your news in nerd culture this week. Wait, I don't get that. What's that? What does a bathroom have to do with a werewolf? <laughs> in TV news, <laughs> if you have to ask, the beloved animated series Gargoyles is getting the live-action treatment. Gargoyles, produced by horror legend James Wan and spearheaded by the writer of the three Annabelle movies and The Nun. Hey there, guards and goyles, geeks and gamers. In other news, Tony will not be watching this. I will not. Is James Bond, he did Saw? He did a lot. He did Saw, he did The Conjuring movies and all that stuff. A bunch of movies I didn't saw. And he did the Aquamans. That's a scary thing. (laughs) In related news, in science news, scientists have found an underground ocean buried deep under the Earth's Crust. Exactly where you expect an underground ocean to be. <laughs> exactly. Underground. The strange molecular I can't even say that. The strange molecular structure of water is held within a mineral called ringwoodite. In related news, Universal has revealed plans for a water park in this new ocean called Volcano Bay 2, even more volcanic. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's the what's the mineral called? Uh unobtainium. Ringwoodite. 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 Ring wood. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, I'd like to take a moment to recognize today. Uh, the day this podcast is being recorded is my BFF BB, my BFF Blake's birthday. Uh, so I'd like to give him a huge shout out and let him know he is a great friend and a better brother. I remember it was only yesterday we were playing around in our diapers. Mind you, we met in high school. <laughs> and we have had some laughs and shared some tears, but we have always been there for each other. So, to my best friend, my brother, happy birthday, Blake. Enjoy your BFF BB. And this has been Neff News. Have a new today and a blessed tomorrow. You know, we've done several episodes on my actual birthday. and You've never said anything quite as eloquent. you've usually been here, so I could just tell you. Uh, Well, thanks. And happy birthday to the BFF, uh, BC by YBT Plus, I guess. <laughs> BBABB. And now it's time for conspiracy theories. There's a conspiracy, a C O N spiracy. Dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Ooh. Now, I say this with a, 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 a dollop of seriousness. Um, as of the date of this recording, which has been marked because we know when Blake's birthday is, um, we are saddened at the loss of one of our friends, Matthew Perry. Yes, yes. who, who passed away uh, surprisingly mm-hmm. in his uh, hot tub, drowning in his hot tub. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I don't. I don't think they still know exactly what happened. No, uh, they they don't. 
But I, 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 I have to bring a conspiracy theory. Now we definitely, you know, we hate it when when someone that we care about passes away. But I think that the Gotham Rogues Gallery may have something to do with the untimely death of uh, Matthew Perry. Of Matthew Perry. What? Okay. I know this sounds sounds bad. Yeah, but have soon. you been? I, I, I'm not making a joke here. This is not. A, I'm not. I'm not doing this as a bit. Have you? If if you have been to Matthew Perry's Instagram, which is this is a, a strange thing, he started making posts as of uh, just a few days ago, um, where he posted uh, from October 17th a video from around his room or a room with several screens in it, showing the movie The Batman. That's weird. And the comment on it, the post says, no need to worry, everybody. I've got the streets tonight. And it's just, okay, so that's a little weird, right? Mm -hmm. And then it zooms in on a ceiling and there's like a a laser imprint of the bat symbol. Okay. Then another of the bat symbol in a road that says, sleep well, everybody. I've got the city tonight, Matman. The next one uh, is a pumpkin with a Batman symbol cut into it that says, do you know what I mean? The next one is just a picture of the moon and it says, do you understand what I'm trying to tell? And then the final post, which was one week ago, oh, so warm water swirling around makes you feel good. I'm Matman and a picture of the jacuzzi that he died in. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's a large jacuzzi. What happened to Matt Perry? What happened? I'm not trying. I'm not. I look, tragedy there, but that's weird, right? I, I didn't. I knew about the last picture. I didn't know about the rest of them. Like, that's weird. Like, the whole. Like, what's the Batman angle here? The what Batman happened? Angle. What was Matthew Perry trying to protect us from? What did he know? I, I'm just saying. I just I, I'm left with more questions than answers. I uh, I don't know, but I I would like to see if any of this plays out in the next few days. If if any mainstream media will pay attention, I want to believe. You, I'm just saying, uh, Matt Man, uh, may uh, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ find you exactly where you are, and may you find peace in Him and Him alone. Uh, God's grace is everlasting, and uh, we pray for those who are saddened by your loss. Uh, To Matman. To Matman. We will be right back. This is Andrew from the Knowledge Squad and from Kansas. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast. Now, back to the show. We we just got some breaking news here. This is unbelievable. So Richard Maul... Who, who played Bull Shannon, the uh, the bailiff on the TV show Night Court in the 1980s, has also passed away. Um, Oliver has come to us with with a, a blazing hot news revelation. What what do you got, Ollie? It says that he uh, voiced Harvey Dent slash Two Face in the DC animated universe series Batman, the animated series, and in the new Batman Adventures. Another another celebrity death, Batman related. Wait, did Richard Roundtree have anything to do with Batman? He was Shaft. 
That's not Batman. No. Kind of like Batman. Uh, they, there, there was uh, an, uh, an issue of uh, Batman from the 1970s where Bruce Wayne uh, was being like a big brother to a bunch of inner city kids, and one of them said that Batman was a, was a black man like Superfly and Shaft all rolled up into one. <laughs> there you go. There's a connection. Jim Brown, there Superfly, and Shaft all rolled up into one. Um, did Richard Roundtree also die? Yeah, a couple yes, days ago. I can dig it. All right. Well, that that's weird. That's weird. But uh, but no, I'm not. I'm not I wasn't joking about the uh, about the Matthew Perry thing. No, that's, that's that very, is very, very a little weird. It's a yeah. little weird. So if we were gonna have Freaky. a if we we're gonna have a section call, a segment on the show called conspiracy theories, I think that's the the way to do it. Hey guys, grab your boards. We're gonna play a quick game. Okay. Yeah. This is a game to see uh, how well versed you are in the Spider Verse. Okay. Right. It's a spider game. Uh, Nick, we're gonna just yes. let you. Do you have a board? No, I don't. Okay, you I just can get you a board really quick. It's all right. You can you can just uh, you can just play along. We'll use your integrity here. Okay. Um, so what's going to happen is I'm going to give you guys a uh, a name and a description of a multiverse Spider-Man character, and you're going to tell me if it is a real canonical character or some crap that I just made up. Okay. Okay. So it's just uh, true or false, fact or crap, um, on the web, off the web, whatever you guys want to put it. So uh, here we go. Peter Porker, the spectacular spider ham. Real deal or no deal? Steven? Fact. Ollie? Real. 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 Uh, spider ham comes from a version of the Marvel Universe where all your favorite heroes and villains are reimagined as animals. Now, here's a fun fact. He was once an ordinary spider named Peter Porker until he was bitten by a radioactive Aunt May Porker. True story. He was a spider who was bitten by a radioactive pig. Okay. <laughs> so he turned into a pig. Wait, his name was Peter Porker and his relative was a pig. Listen, I don't make this stuff up, okay? Here but we why, go. Why would he turn into a pig? Keep your, Charlotte's Web freaks me out. Keep your scores, man. Keep your scores. Um, number two, Takuya Yamashiro. He is a Japanese Spider-Man who battled aliens and piloted a giant robot, Leopardon. Takuya Yamashiro. All right. What do you got, Nick? Real. Steven. About fake. Ollie? Not real. Real. It is real. Uh, from, from the, the Japanese show. TV series Spider Man. Yeah. And uh, he was actually, the Leopardon was one of the uh, robots that was summoned for the big battle at the end of the movie Ready Player One. Oh, oh very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Number three. Bubblegum Spider-Man. In an alternate universe where everything is made of candy, Bubblegum Spider-Man swings through the cotton candy skyscrapers shooting sticky bubblegum webbing at his enemies. His arch nemesis is the Sugar Goblin, a villain with a candy cane staff. Bubblegum Spider-Man. Ollie, true or false? Uh, false. Neff. Not real. Steven? Not real. Nick? Fake. That is fake. Bubblegum Spider-Man is fake. Bubblegum Spider-Man can't hurt you. Just like, Bubblegum Spider-Man in a dish. Just like uh, just like Fruit Stripe Bubblegum. Not real. <laughs> Spider-Ma'am. Aunt May received the same powers that Peter Parker would have uh, if, because she uh, he forgot. Let me actually try to read this thing. Um, Aunt May received these powers through the same means as Peter did, following her forgetting to give Peter his school lunch and following him to the science fair. 
Aunt May received spider powers and became Spider-Ma'am. Neff? Real. Ollie? Real. Steven? True, real. Nick? Real. It is real. Spider-Man. His great parents and his great responsibility. Uh, Arachnosaur. This is a half-dinosaur hybrid creation of the mad geneticist, the High Evolutionary, who uh, created Arachnosaur as part of his personal guard with a dinosaur version of the Fantastic Five. Arachnosaurs. What kind of dinosaur was he? Um, Like a... Just a dinosaur? There's several thousand types of dinosaurs. Well, whichever one's your favorite. Stegosaurus. Let's call him a T-Rex. Stegosaurus is no one's favorite. All right. What do you got? Neff. Real. Ollie. Real. Steven. I'm reluctantly putting real. Nick. I'm going to say fake. It is real. Okay. Because I know that there's a T-Rex Spider-Man, that's, that's but I it. didn't know if that's, that was the that's, one. That's, that's why it. I was asking what kind of dinosaur. All right. We're going to go a little bit faster here, guys, so okay. get just, just a T or an F. The uh, zombie Spider-Man. In a post-apocalyptic world overrun by zombies, this undead Spider-Man retains his web-slinging abilities, but is crippled by the guilt that he ate MJ and Aunt May. T. 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 True. It is true. Sumsum Spider-Man. You guys know what Tsum are? Yes. Yeah. The formless cylindrical plushies decorated in the life of uh, the likeness of Disney-owned characters. Tsum Spider-Man are depicted as adaptable alien beings that can take on the shape or form of others. This one took the form of Spider-Man. I feel like this is a trick question. And again, I'm not talking merchandising. I'm talking like in a canonical story. So just because you've seen a Sum Sum Spider-Man at Target, you got a, a true. Fake. 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 It is true. Oh. In the Marvel 616 continuity, really? Sum Sum Spider-Man was real. So I'm going to put Synergy, true. baby. I erased it. Dinny and Marble. Thanks, Kathleen Kennedy. Spiders, man. This is a uh, version set on an alternate Earth. Instead of being bitten by a single radioactive spider... Peter Parker fell into a massive vat of radioactive spiders and was devoured into nothingness. The spiders then became a sentient colony operating as a single entity that believes itself to be Peter Parker. So yes, imagine a Spider-Man suit just filled with thousands of living spiders. (laughs) Spiders, man. It's fun to say. Not as fun as Pigeon Mission. Uh, <laughs> Ollie? False. Neff. Real. Steven. F. Nick? True. Spider's Man is true. Oh my gosh. Earth 11580. I know a lot about Spider Man, but not a lot about his, this universe. Now, here's an interesting thing it's multiverse. Uh, all right, I'm going to skip that one because that's stupid. Don't do it. This is, uh, this is, I'll give you this. This is a, uh, I, I accidentally duplicated an, an, an entry, uh, seemingly, although it's, they're not the same. This is uh, Spider Rex. This is true. Spider Rex is a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Uh, he is also a Pteranodon trapped in a T Rex's body. 
The T-Rex and the Pteranodon accidentally switched bodies when they were hit by a meteorite containing radioactive spiders. This is true. Huh. True. Yep. Well, I'll, I'll take that point. And that was the, if you saw the uh, the sequel to the Spider-Verse movie, you yeah. saw that, that Spider-Rex. Okay. Because yeah. the other one you said, that's what yeah. I thought it was. All right. Barbershop Quartet Spider-Man. In a world where harmony and rhythm are the ultimate powers... This Spider-Man fights crime with the magic of acapella singing and stylish bowler hats. His rogues gallery includes the discordant octaves. Barbershop Quartet Spider-Man. And Nick. False. Ollie. I'm going to say true this time. Neff. True. Steven. But false. It is false. It's a shame. I'm going to put a little Barbershop Quartet hat on the F. Disco Spider-Man. Travel back to the 70s with Disco Spider-Man, who grooves his way through the city with a disco ball on his belt, using dance moves to defeat villains. His nemesis is the Funky Phantom. Disco Spider-Man. And just because you haven't heard from him, heard of him, doesn't mean he's not real. Because Disco <laughs> Spider-Man doesn't advertise. <laughs> what you got, Neff? Uh, true. It's real. Ollie. True. F, it's fake. Nick? True. It's fake. Wow. You're you're thinking of Dazzler from the X-Men. Oh, yeah. Very close. Uh, Got a few more left. The Superior Spider-Man. After switching minds with Peter Parker, Doc Ock vows to be a better version of the hero. So basically, Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man's body. True or false? Ollie? True. Steven? True. Neff. True, my favorite. Nick. True. It is true, and it is a phenomenal storyline. So cool. And one of the best costumes in the Spider-Man game. Caveman Spider-Man. Caveman Spider-Man swings from vine to vine and battles dinosaurs. Hopefully not a Tyrannosaurus in a Pteranodon's body, right? (laughs) With his primitive web-slinging tools, his mission is to protect the tribal village from threats like the dastardly Dino Chief. Caveman Spider-Man. Seems like every superhero had a caveman version of themselves, right? Batman. Mm-hmm. That's the only one I can think of. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser is always, yeah. He's uh, my superhero. He's doing uh, one of the nights of candlelight processional at Epcot I this saw year. that. Uh, caveman Spider-Man, true or false? Neff. True. Ollie. False. Steven. False. Men and dinosaurs didn't live at the same time. That's not what my Bible says. Nick. False. It is false. That's Aww. made up. Spider-Cat, a feline with spider powers. His nemesis is a pigeon with the Venom symbiote. That's the true pigeon mission. At the end of the story arc, their battles exhausted most of the feline's nine lives. Spider-Cat. A feline with spider powers. Neff. True. Ollie. True. Steven. T. Nick. True. It is true. And last one, Spider-Man Extreme. And although you can't see my list, it's Extreme with an X. Spider-Man Extreme. Peter Parkour, decked out in extreme sports gear, skateboards, and web boards, dives into action and takes down villains while performing crazy stunts. Spider-Man Extreme. The 90s were a magical place. What do you think, Neff? Fake. Ollie. I'm going to say true. Steven? Boom, 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 fake. And Nick? Fake. It is fake. That was made up. All right. 
Let's tally up those scores. Neff, what you got? Ten. Ollie. Seven. Steven? Turn this one up to eleven. And Nick? Eleven. Eleven. All right. It's a Spider-Man spinoff here between Nick and Steven. Are you ready? Sure. Wait. What is? What are we doing? Yes. All right. Uh, name a Spider-Man villain. And then we'll see who can run out of Spider-Man villains to name. So back and forth. It Steven, starts. go. Rhino. Nick. Dr. Octopus. Scorpion. Hobgoblin. Electro. Green Goblin. Hydro Man. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Steven wins. Huzzah. <laughs> Steven wins the villain off. Great job, guys. Uh, so we are talking Spider-Man tonight. And uh, for a few minutes, I just want to get into, uh, get into this. With great power comes... Also comes great responsibility. Great responsibility. Uh, is everybody here a Spider fan? Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, do you find any inspiration in the character of Spider Man? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I keep going back to the well here, but Spider Man Two, uh, specifically figuring out um, what being a hero and doing the right thing means uh, in your life, uh, putting aside the things you may want at the time to do the right thing. Um, I try to take that a lot into like, you know, do I want to go do what I want or do I want to do the right thing mm. in certain situations? So I, I definitely take that into my life every single day. That's good. I, I think at the end of the first Spider-Man movie was a very powerful thing because he finally was going to get the girl, right? Yeah. Mm. And he's like, no, like we can't be together like, to protect her. Right. Like he's literally putting her life above what he wants most in this world. Mm hmm. This is great. This it's, it's great. That's great responsibility. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if this is necessarily an inspiration, but one of my favorite things about Spider-Man is that although he is a superhero, he has all these crazy abilities, super strength, he can uh, does whatever a spider can, is he still like a regular teenager? And there's so much relatability there that like even a superhero has the same stresses and worries and problems that you do. Right. And he's still able to try to figure them out as best he can. Like he still has to work. He had to worry about tests and girlfriends and being late to his job and making rent. <laughs> and, and, and I think that was something that, that probably took him from uh, to, to the top quick. Yes. Because nobody, I mean, even, you know, that was some, certainly nothing that, you know, millionaire playboy Bruce Wayne never had to worry about or, you know. Millionaire playboy Iron Man. Yeah, Tony Stark, you know, that was just not, not necessarily something that they had to struggle with, but Peter Parker was so relatable. Um, but at the same time, you, you say he's just an ordinary teenager, but the cool thing is, is he wasn't just an ordinary teenager. As you go through these different multiverse versions of Spider-Man, even the ones where he doesn't get powers, he still does extraordinary things because Peter Parker was brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, you know, he, he is a, a gifted, genius, scientific mind. I mean, this is the kid that prior to Tobey Maguire uh, invented his own web shooters. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty rad. That's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 He uh, just, Tobey Maguire just does it. He just, d how? Yeah. Like, I don't know. He does that. He does like, you don't do breathing. Does he yeah. shoot it out of anywhere else? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, can you think of any, uh, can you think of any Spider-Man like story arcs that, that stick out to you as being like, oh wow, that one is, that's an iconic Spider-Man storyline. For me, one of my favorite it's not it's a Spider-Man storyline, but it's part of a greater story. Yeah. In Civil War. Yeah. Um when in the comics Civil War where you have Iron Man versus Captain America, just like in the movie, except in this 
quick story of it is you have uh, a villain that basically destroys an elementary school that was on like a reality show with other these like b-list superheroes and the government gets really mad they want to start putting a registration on all the superheroes so we can keep them in line captain america's against that iron man is for that and there's a big battle between the superheroes iron man ends up having peter parker join his side and in a way to kind of show that he's all about this registration act he goes spider-man goes on live tv takes takes his mask off and says my name's peter parker and i've been spider-man since i was 15 years old yeah opening up like to stand up for what he believed in um with this superhero registration act opening up not only himself his family his friends to potential threats because now everybody knows that he's spider-man and one of my favorite and favorite moments in that is i think they show like um a couple of villains in prison like wait we got beat by a 15 year old kid <laughs> like it's just just the sacrifice that he did but then ultimately he regrets it um at the end of it yeah we put um, uh we put uh this out on our nerdy god squad page and joshua chalk put posted the panel from that story mm. said i was in shock when i read it for the first time the original civil war was phenomenal the weight of what spidey chose to do here was massive he put his whole family at risk revealing who he was he must have been terrified exposing something that he spent over half his life battling to keep hidden yeah, uh, yeah definitely what's a what's a favorite story uh spider-man storyline for you neff um my favorite one is probably the superior spider-man storyline so good um i just love the idea of like uh, Otto Octavius taking over the body of Peter Parker and Otto Octavius, who is who is at the point of death, like yes, like massively uh, riddled with cancer. Riddled with cancer. Do they switch bodies? I haven't read that. Yeah, so, they yeah. Bodies. So he calls for Peter Parker to come visit him in prison, and when he's there, he uses his tech uh, he, because. Otto Octavius is smart, you know, and, and he uses his tech to switch consciousness. So Peter Parker gets trapped in Otto Octavius's dying body. Now, did Otto Octavius know that he was Spider-Man? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um, and and then Otto takes over Peter yeah. Parker. And he becomes Spider-Man. For like a year. For Yeah, for a full, like, for a long time. But in doing so he starts to realize what a hero is and what he can be uh, compared to what he has been in the past. The the hero inside of himself. Well, he realizes all the stuff that Peter Parker has been doing. Like, like I think the first time he goes, he actually goes and um, fights crime. Like, he's, he's mm -hmm. determined to be a better Spider-Man than Peter Parker was. So he's not trying to be evil. He just wants to be he like is the, definitely the trying the to be evil. Oh, but yeah. he's but he's yeah, but he and he, he's using all of his technology to sort of put a uh, very totalitarian stranglehold on the city for justice. And right? there are some very brutal moments like he traps a woman who's like stuck in like a super an alt like an eternal supernova. He traps her in a in a like a chamber for the rest of eternity. Yeah, Stuff they're like that. The first like, time he's, I, he's fighting a villain, and he, he punches this like robber in the face and like breaks his jaw off. I mean, just just dislocates the entire guy's jaw. And he's like, I had never realized how strong he was. He's been holding. Back he's been holding back this whole time. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. he, he, he like he never he never he could have killed us, and he never did. And he starts to realize, I can never be as good of a person as Peter Parker. Oh, and wow. it actually pushes him to try to be like genuinely good and live up to Peter Parker's legacy. And it, it's a re really powerful story because there's moments when you're not sure who you're cheering for. Is it still is it still going on? Like is that no, 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 it was several years ago. But it ends up, I believe Peter Parker uh, is still in the subconscious. Of, yeah, yeah, of so, the body. Yeah, so, oh, so I, don't, I don't need to read it now. Really cool. No, it's it's worth a read. No, I worth a read. read yeah. Uh, I think you had already told me about the unmasking in Civil War before I read Civil War, and I was still really 
Great, great read. Ollie, do you know any uh, Spider-Man stories that uh, jump out to you? Yeah, one that jumped out to me was uh, during the time when when Peter finally found out that the symbiote wasn't just a suit yeah, and, and tried to take over his body and tried to get him to, to do stuff that he wasn't willing to do, which, of course, was kill. To my knowledge, I don't think Spider-Man ever purposefully killed anyone um, that I can remember, at least from, from the books that I, I've read. And then uh, him finding finally finding a way to to separate himself from the symbiote yeah. uh, in the church with the bells and and everything that was uh that was great so initially he separates himself with the help of the fantastic four right and then the suit comes back for him yes and that's when that that's when the bell that's kind of the birth oh, okay. of venom there yes. but yeah no that was um that was a great storyline mm -hmm. and i really liked the black suit spider-man i yeah. really did too i mean i, 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 I favored that look cooler. yeah definitely yeah. cooler but um but yeah this it, that, that it was trying to eat him alive man yeah, basically and, yeah. and it's, it, it's so it's funny because now we kind of have this idea of venom in our mind but like what the suit was doing was was the suit was trying to become Spider-Man, like it was trying to consume him. So, yeah. so Peter Parker was missing days of his life, mm -hmm. and he didn't know why. It was because the suit was going out and Spider-Manning while he was asleep inside of it. It would come over him and then go out and do things without Peter Parker even no. being aware of it. So, kind of a dark fun fact, not really a fun fact, but in the original version of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man Three, when Peter uh, pulls Eddie out of the out of the Venom outfit in the original version that sam raimi had in mind and they even did like visual effects for it but they just ended up not going with it he pulled out a skeleton oh because the venom had consumed eddie, eddie brock, brock literally uh, that would have been fast because you saw eddie's face like 10 minutes before that i know well that could have been venom he hungry was left. that's that's one of my biggest issues with this like venom verse is there's no reason in those movies why Venom looks the way he does. Because the reason, unless I'm mistaken, the reason why Venom takes the exact look that Venom does is because he's obsessed with Spider-Man. So, mm. so it, the reason, do you know, Neff? No. The reason that, that the, the black symbiote suit looks the way it does is because Peter Parker was subconsciously influenced by Spider-Woman's costume. See, oh, Spider-Woman, uh, who was... Jessica uh, Drew? No, no, no. The the, the other Spider Woman, um, she basically wore a black and white costume that was exactly like what the symbiote costume mm. was. So when it came out on on Spider Man, he he's like, oh, I guess I was subconsciously influenced by uh, Spider Woman's look. It's so cool look. It no. was it looked way better on Peter Parker, right? But uh -huh. yeah, no, that Spider Woman's still out there too. She's um, there's a whole side anyway. Oh. But uh, yeah, that, that that's really really cool. Um, Matt Williams suggested Maximum Carnage, his favorite yeah, Spidey event. That's, that's oh, a yeah. great event. Fantastic. Fantastic, well-drawn, well-written, even focuses on the main characters with just enough guests mixed in. And uh, you know it's real when they make a Super Nintendo game about a story arc yeah. in a comic <laughs> book, right? Um, lots of great suggestions. Um, Christina Whiteside talks about losing Gwen Stacy, mm. uh, which was powerful in the movie, powerful in the comics. Seminal. I mean, uh, absolutely. Um, uh, Lisa Ann Johnson mentions the Spider-Verse movies, which are just Brilliant. Near Fantastic. perfection. Near perfection. Yeah. Dropping on Netflix 
pretty soon. Tuesday. The, the second one. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, Friday, really? On you the can watch first. You can wa- listen to this episode and then watch Spider Man uh, across yeah. the Spider Verse. Yeah, that's right. Celebrate with us. Um, LJ Lowry mentioned the 90s cartoon uh, oh, introduced in the old so webhead good. on Saturday mornings. Um, Ryan Felton uh, talks about Spider Man, but he really liked Miles. Uh, he mm. loves the graffiti, loves the style from the Spider Verse. Uh, plus, he likes that Miles has some crossovers with Ironheart, who's one of his favorite characters. Yeah. And uh, John Hill says back on the PS2, the Spider Man 2 movie tie in game was incredible. Yeah. Nailed the movement, the web slinging, as well as the free roaming environment. Um, Loves the Amazing Spider-Man stories in the the comics, and Spider-Man has been his guy since he was a kid. Lots of great comments on our Nerd of God Squad page. Fun stuff there. Another, and, another great one, just throw one out there, yeah. uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. See, I like the Ultimate. Ultimate I, Spider-Man is the one that I've read the most. I've, I love, that was probably, out of all the comics that I've read from Spider-Man, that's probably my favorite comic line. I have of, of a decent collection of Ultimate Spider-Man comics. One of my favorite, like, kind of like side stories in that is, uh, at one point, um, Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire are in New York filming a movie about Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and it's like super meta because of the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Um, so it's basically the Spider-Man movie, but obviously there's no Peter Parker in it. I just love that little like meta. Yeah. Part. The, and then like the Ultimates uh, were good at that. I yeah. like I like all the twists that it has on like that like the Clone Saga they redid in a different way. I like I like the different little differences. Now the Spider Gwen Stacy was Carnage. Was Carnage. That was well, doesn't a clone well, of Gwen Stacy? Well, yeah, because Gwen Stacy gets killed by Venom. Yeah. In that storyline yeah. um, oh, crazy what really got me started on spider-man when i was a kid i watched a little bit of the 90s show was the playstation one spider-man video game oh yeah i loved game. that I, game. I had that for my gamecube the one where mysterio flooded the streets with was with f- smoke mist. because uh you because see. you couldn't render <laughs> yeah the uh the graphics of the city but one thing that was really cool is when like you whenever like a villain would be by or come to get you your spider sense would go off except for venom venom mm. you he was nice impervious touch. to his spider uh, sense Bruce nice Campbell, that that in the Spider Man two, the Bruce Campbell narration, mm-hmm. they, they had all those little icons around the city, and uh, it, it's it, it, you you have to collect like a hundred of them to get a power up or whatever, unlock a costume, whatever the thing was, mm-hmm. and uh, when you would collect them all, it'd be like at, at a certain point he says, "Do you know that if you collect all one hundred of these icons, they'll regenerate and they'll all say something completely different." I was like, bro, now I have to. So I went around and scoured that city and got all of them. And sure enough, as soon as I did, boom, they all regenerated across the city. And I went and find the next one. And it was Bruce Campbell says, something completely different. <laughs> and you go to the next one. Something completely different. Uh, something lie. completely different. And I'm like, dang it, man. They did really you go and collect all of them again? I, I did see if the last I, one was like, I, I can't believe you just did that. I did Treyarch? not. I didn't. I didn't. I was going to say, you know. You and I are almost the same age. Almost. Do you remember uh, Spidey and his amazing friends? Yes, absolutely I did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't think they called them mutants at that time, did no, they? But no, they didn't. Firestar they, and Iceman. And Iceman. Yeah. That's crazy that Iceman was in a show with Peter Parker when he's like so known for being X-Men. So it was so yes. funny because it was supposed to be the Human Torch and Iceman. Which but, makes more sense. But yeah, because he had a Fantastic good. Four member and then mm-hmm. he had Iceman. But the uh, standards and practices for the TV network would not let them use the Human Torch as a television character. It was the same reason what, if you, they had a Fantastic Four cartoon, but they didn't have Human Torch on it. They created the little robot character Herbie because they thought kids would watch the cartoon and want to set themselves on fire oh, oh, to get superpowers. Yes. I mean, I probably would have done that. Yeah, so they, they say Ixnay on the Human Torch. Uh, so they cut him from the show and they created 
Firestar, or they reimagined Firestar, Firestar. for ah. the for that show. But what they didn't realize is kids in the wintertime were going to douse themselves with water and go, and outside, go outside and, and roll freeze. around in the snow, freeze themselves. <laughs> yeah. would, would much I'm become Iceman. Tragic cause of death. Nobody wants to be Iceman. No. no. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Val Kilmer does. <laughs> I said it. Somebody had to say it, and I said it. <laughs> Uh, Top Gun, also Iceman's favorite movie, Bobby Drake. Uh, Volleyball scene, he loves it. So, uh, (laughs) Spider-Man is is often described as your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. How how does the idea of being a good neighbor uh, ring a bell to your Christian sensibilities? How How do we become friendly neighborhood Christ followers? Well, I think if you look at it, even for like the Spider-Man side of things, is he kind of goes, he like goes above like what he would want. He puts people's needs above himself, which if we're trying to love thy neighbor, you know, we're putting the needs of others in front of us to, to serve them and to love them and to treat them, you know, with the golden rule, how we would want to be treated. Yeah. Um, but I mean, to really love your neighbor is to sacrifice. Okay. And it really go it, and not only that, but we see Spider-Man so many times even try to save like really get no way home. He tries to save all of those villains, and it's it's like all these things that are against him. He still tries to help them. It's it's yeah. like a. Uh, the Good Samaritan, you know, the person who comes along is somebody from an, an opposite nation to help rescue and save somebody who is in need. And I think that that parable shows uh, is Jesus showing us how we should interact with those around us, even those who may persecute us. If they're in need, if they need help, we should still be there out there helping. Have you noticed how they've, they've taken uh, and that's a good point, but even in the Spider-Man 2 video game, in No Way Home, they've taken a lot of the um, Spider-Man rogue gallery and they've made them much more sympathetic characters. Yeah. So we 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 see like um, it from the comic books, uh, Vulture, uh, who's you know, murderous, cantankerous old man, right? But then we kind of pull the camera back and we see his backstory that oh he's got a uh, a granddaughter that's dying and he's got to save her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pull a similar story, I think, in Spider-Man Three with Sandman, which yep. carries through to Spider-Man. No Way Home, um, and even in the video game, Sandman is portrayed as a fairly sympathetic character, even though yes. he destroys the Someone whole city. Someone with a mental right? illness. Yeah. Um, so, so you have like this sort of redemption for the Spider-Man characters, and then in the game also, and I won't spoil anything. There's several of the villains from the first game that are either kind of brought back or mentioned in the second game as kind of being on this straight and narrow now. Mm-hmm. Um, in the, the 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 moments that are very impactful, powerful moments, is I, I think Andrew Andrew Garfield having that conversation with Jamie Fox in Spider Man No Way Home, and he's like, Max, you know, you're not a nobody. You're you know, like Spider Man seems to really want to save people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and I think as somebody who has been given a second chance, giving a second chance seems to be really like legitimately important to Peter Parker. Well, that's where I feel like Spider-Man maybe has a one-up on like Batman because most people would say Batman's one of the best superheroes of all time. Batman is really like, he'll get as close to killing somebody as he can, but he won't actually kill them. I love the line from the Dark Knight when he's like, there's like six, there's seven ways I can take you down right now. Three of them disarm with minimal contact. Three of them uh, will can kill you. Uh, one of them just hurts really bad. Yes, yeah. like that's the one. <laughs> Wasn't he goes there with. a storyline where he like put a guy up in space who couldn't die, and he kept on like 
like gasping for air and every time he would just die and then we come back to life and then just happen over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, Batman's screwed up, right? Yeah, yeah. Batman's messed up. Batman, Batman has needed, a lot of trauma. He needed some hugs. He ain't yeah. even trying. Um, but Spider-Man, I feel like, and most of what I've read, even when he's finding a villain, he's not trying to like, he's trying to stop them right. or to like, like uh, incapacitate them, but he's not trying to like put them in a hospital. Right. He's not trying to like 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 you said. Like Spider Man is incredibly strong. I think that's yeah. why the 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 symbiote suit Spider Man is so interesting to us because it shows that Spider Man that has the power without the responsibility, right? Yeah, like the yeah. kind of unbridled power. It's scary. It's, it's so contrast to with with what we know of Peter Parker. Yeah, and it's it's again like with like I think if you really think about like I think someone did like a. Um, uh, like a scientific study, quote unquote, on who one of the who the strongest superhero was, and Spider Man was like top of the list or close to top of the list for how strong he is, and for him to like you mentioned with Superior Spider Man to literally hold back his power so he doesn't kill people, um, even though he could, it's as really telling of even in a battle he's caring for the person he's fighting um actually spider-man is a class 10 uh strength superhero according to the official handbook of the marvel universe he's an omega level mutant. yeah he's a uh, he's a level 10 he can 10 of what uh, i think 100 so oh, so not like, very not very strong yeah i mean he's he's stronger than you or me but he's a, i mean but he's still he's very strong but he he is nothing compared to thor the hulk or the silver surfer yeah so but he's oh. stronger than oh. captain america a little bit stronger than Bucky. Who? Caught Bucky's arm. Uh, you got a metal arm. That's so, so cool. cool. Um, yeah, well, uh, Ollie. What do you think, man? <laughs> what was the main yeah, question? Was, was no question? What do you think about him catching Bucky's arm? Good, good stuff. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think that that Peter Parker, as I think Stephen mentioned earlier, he's face he faces all these personal challenges. You know, he's got this the dual life as Spider Man. We see him, you know, losing jobs or you know he rolls into to dinner with Aunt May late. You know, and he's yeah. buttoning up his shirt because he's got the Spider Man uh, uniform on underneath it or whatever. Um, that that concept of him bouncing back and forth between his dual lives, the the sacrifice and the selflessness selflessness of his character. Uh, how does that resonate with you and your Christian beliefs about like sacrificial love and service to others? I mean, we see with Jesus, his his ultimate sacrifice uh, for for the ones he loved, which is the world. Uh, even though they persecuted him and put him on a cross, uh, and it says in the Bible, "No greater love is this than those who would die for his friends." Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that if we're following. Um, the word of God, if we're following Jesus and trying to be like Christ, um, we start with, or, or we don't start with, but we, we live that out in our lives through, through our sacrifice. We're sacrificing the things that we would want in order. And I keep saying the same thing over and over again, but doing the right thing yeah. means sacrificing what we want. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Spider-Man is known for doing the right thing, even when it's difficult. Yeah. yeah, and and that's like the most Christian concept that there is, oh, yeah. right? As, yeah. a, as a Christ follower, yeah, th- that reminds me. I I don't remember which Spider-Man movie it was, but I know it was Tobey Maguire. It was the scene where he's trying to stop the subway. And oh yeah, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two. It was Two, and you know he's like using all of his webs. He's trying to do everything that he can. His feet are going through the slats on on the train, and he finally does stop it, and his mask comes off, and everybody's like. 
you know, instead of taking pictures of who he is and going to running to J. Jonah Jameson and, and revealing who it is, he is, they put his mask back on him and let him go off to, to go continuing doing He's the just good work. Also, on the yeah. way, on, while they're doing that, when they lift him up over their head, literally Christ in a crisis. Christ yeah. Christ. yeah, true, true. On the, way to, on the way back. I think it's really cool because, so remember the, that Spider-Man, in between the time that the movie was filmed and the time when the movie was released, um, the September 11th. Attacks happened in New oh, York the first Spider Man movie. In the first, yes. the first Spider Man movie. And uh, it's just so much so you can look online and find the original Spider Man trailer, which featured the Twin Towers, and he webbed up a, a bank robber's helicopter in between them, right? Mm-hmm. At which they had to pull out from theaters because it happened right a- after. So the there was sort of this sense of we as a city are stronger together, right? Like New York has been through this and we're, we're, oh, we're yeah. bigger than this. And I love the way that that shows up in, in, the Raimi Spider-Man movies, uh, mm-hmm. Spider-Man Two, as you just mentioned, when they're when he saves the people on the train and they pass him out, and the little kid gives him the mask, and it's like you know, hey, we're we're with you, Spider-Man. But I love it in the first movie yeah. when Green Goblin is, you know, he's got the the school kids on one hand, he's got Mary Jane in the other hand, and the people on the bridge start throwing wrenches at him. Yeah. He's like, you hey, mess with New York, you mess with us. Yeah, you mess with only one of us, oh, you mess with all of us. Right? <laughs> it's like, but that was that was really cool. And I even think, even yeah. in the second movie, after the train thing, when Doctor Octopus comes on the train to grab Spider-Man, Joey Diaz comes out and says. <laughs> Gotta go to me. Yeah, <laughs> and he does. And he, <laughs> and does. he does very easily. Yeah, very easily. Yeah. But no, I just think it was, it's it was it's really cool to kind of show that community aspect to it as well. When one person steps up and does something great, it makes an impact on the community that brings a, a unity. It brings a, a, it creates a movement, yeah. and I yeah. th- I think that's pretty extraordinary because people like, uh, react to Spider Man, and I, I, that's one of my favorite things. Why I really like origin stories mm. because you can take it so many different directions with Spider-Man. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I love, you know, he, he, he kind of shows up in the first movie and he's fighting some crime and you got the woman down in the subway with the, you know, Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever (laughs) a spider can. And it's like people get caught up in the mythology of, Oh, here's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Right. But then they can quickly turn on him too. You know, Spider-Man, he's a menace. Well, even in the, the, um, the Sony MCU Spider-Man, how quickly they turn on him. Right. Like within a day, like within seconds. Yeah. Like, well, he killed Mysterio. You Spider-Man's like, get him. Like they're all like trying to go after him. Like it's, Mob mentality can be scary, and that's why you never give anyone your sunglasses. Yeah, so he's yeah. creepy, and I don't like him. Yeah, I, I just think that it's uh, it's it's really interesting to me how you you can see a character like Spider Man who was created. Do you guys know when Spider Man came out for the first time? Nineteen sixty seven. I think it was earlier than that. Nineteen sixty three. I think it was sixty three or sixty four. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. it. Yeah, but you're coming up. This is sixty years. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. 60 years of Spider-Man. Spider-Man is as old as my mom. Uh, I'm just saying, like, the 60 years of for a character, and, and again, we understand that, that superheroes have a certain timelessness to them. I mean, uh, we celebrate Batman and, and Superman who are in their 80s now, right? But, um, but, but for a character to have come out in a completely different world than the world that we live in today. Yeah. yeah. And in the 1960s, the the the, the radio radioactive era, you know, man had not been on the moon yet. I mean, it was just a, a different time. Well, if you think about it, if he came, if it came out in '63, Spider-Man would have been 15. He would have been born in '48. Like he's a baby boomer. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. That's uh, I never even thought about that. Man, they got the that's like the Vietnam War era. Like he would have been a teenager during the Vietnam 
era. Well, well that was for a long time. That was 1962. 1962. That, and, and, so he's 61. And, and so that's the that's the like the where Iron Man came from, right? I mean, all that came came out of the the mm. Vietnam era, right? Yeah. So Spider Man went through all like all of these modern chapters of American history. Uh, he survived through and 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 has continually kind of brought us into his web of storytelling. Uh, these characters have sort of remained timeless because there's a timeless relational nature to the idea of someone who didn't ask for the power and got the power and takes it seriously and is self-sacrificial and wants to be the good guy, um, you know, who, who despite a, a heap and helping of that old Parker luck, um, still tries to do the best he can, still tries to make it home for supper on Sunday with Aunt May and, uh, you know, tries to just make it even though he sometimes barely just makes it and even when he gets a break it only seems like it's a break for a a, a quick moment um I, I, let me just encourage you guys tell a timeless story with your life even in the the, the tough moments even when uh, your uncle ben's are taken from you even in the moments when uh, you're you're barely making rent and trying to sell pictures to j jonah jameson uh you know even when the the villains are teaming up against you and creating the sinister syndicate or you know what have you uh we're telling a, a story in our lives that mirrors the story that jesus is telling we can be friendly neighborhood heroes we can be uh selfless and, and heroic and brave we have been given to the great power of the word of god the love of Jesus and the uh, the Great Commission, and with that great power comes great responsibility to walk that out with integrity, with care, with courage, with selflessness, and uh, and I believe that no matter what corner of the multiverse, the Spider Verse you inhabit, uh, God will use you to do great and wonderful, amazing, spectacular things. Superior. If I could quote Spider Man to Peter Parker, sometimes. To do what's right, you have to be steady and give up the thing we want the most, even our dreams. Wow. If I can quote Spider-Man 1, up, up, and away, web. <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> Go. Fly. <laughs> if I can quote Spider-Man 3, I won't. So. <laughs> Are you doing? You're doing the uh, the yeah, dance. Oh, oh, there oh, it is. Oh, oh, oh! oh, oh. oh. Do the finger points. Do the finger points. I'm sorry. There you go. Spidey, there you go. Spidey Shakira. Those hips don't lie. <laughs> He's Shakira bad. Yeah, He's bitten by a radioactive Shakira. <laughs> I don't know that it's going to get any better than that tonight. So on that note, on that very. Um, Oh my gosh, note. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, and swing off into the night. Uh, let us know what you think about Spider-Man. Uh, if you've played the game, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, two thumbs up. Uh, what do you love about it? Let us know what your favorite Spider-Man story arc is. What's your favorite version of Spider-Man from across the multiverse? What's your favorite Spider-Man-like costume? Oh, man. Uh, Black costume's off the table. Oh, uh, oh man. Spider-Man 3 black costume is my... You, okay, that, that one's back on the table. You can have that That's one. the best, yeah. in my opinion. I don't know. It's a toss-up because I, I really like the first Spider-Man video... Not, well, the first PlayStation 
for Spider-Man video game costume with the white spider yeah, the on it. Yeah, the suit. But yes, I also, like, m- like my go-to usually is Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, okay. the first one. Spider-Man 2. I, I really did, when I first saw the 2099 uh, costume, I, I really mm. liked it with the with the hooks and everything. Spider-Man yeah. 2099 is and my favorite. Miguel oh, O'Hara. So cool yes. oh, ben Riley's one is also really good. Like the, the, the hoodie? Spider. The hoodie? Yeah. yeah. Like that. Oh, yeah. Nick, do you have a favorite Spider-Man costume? Um... None that comes to mind. I would oh. the Iron Spider. That's what I would thought because it's made yeah. by an engineer. Yeah, Iron Spider. Nick just likes all engineering things about it. That's head. right. Nick <laughs> is a very monotone, like one note <laughs> character. So uh, very cool. What's yours? Uh, I was twenty ninety nine. It's a cool tw- looking one. Twenty ninety nine is is bad to the bone. The, the skull. I I still have. It was a Day of the Dead costume. Uh, he just uh, yeah uh, I know that's so cool because he Miguel O'Hara has his uh, Mexican roots. Yes. Not to not to hijack the podcast. What's y'all's favorite? Uh, Spider-Man like live action portrayal. Tobey Maguire. Uh, Japanese Spider-Man. And it's the only answer. Yeah, Leopard on. <laughs> no, uh, no my, you know, it's really, really hard, but uh, man, Tom Holland just, just crushes it. Yeah, great, like yeah. Peter, or Toby is my favorite, was my favorite Peter Parker with Andrew Garfield being my favorite Spider-Man, but I feel like Tom Holland is like the perfect mesh of like a good Peter Parker and a good Spider-Man. And he was an actual like teenager. He wasn't almost 30. Toby does it for me for both. Yeah. Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. They just didn't give him enough of a chance to be friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He went on too quick to uh, intergalactic Avengers Yeah, that's Spider-Man. true. He's like made his costume and then super villain right, right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, uh, like that's why I liked Homecoming a lot. Because he had been it for a while. And and I, that's why I also liked the, um, the, the end of No Way Home because... He gets to be friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's yeah, not yeah. wearing a, a a Stark suit. He's wearing a sewn on his nightstand suit. Well, that was one of the also the best things about about Homecoming was he he beat the villain in his homemade suit. Mm-hmm. Hey, how like, about he had he lost his special suit? How about that uh, that No Way Home suit at the end, the one that he made, the one that he sewn together. That's what I he was just that. talking about. I l- yeah. oh, that's literally just said that. Yeah. Yeah. I just said the one the, at the end of No I'm Way Home. S- the, the, I'm the sorry. Com- yeah. The comics accurate one. Yeah. yeah. I love I love yeah. the yeah. shine on so it. So good. Yeah. yeah. It's very so cool. silky. Yeah. Just won't touch it. <laughs> well, on that note, that's all the time we have for tonight. Uh, thank you so much for listening to it. If you have made it this far, uh, it, it seems that you like us. So go on over to your podcast platform of choice and leave us a review. We love stars, especially when they come in one, two, three, four fives and uh until next time thank you so much for being with us from all of us here at the nerdy godcast steve o supremo stay fresh cheese bags oliver gale <laughs> good night quentin neff pizza time and pizza nick bag. sadler goodbye and for everybody else who isn't here Lise Mati, jackie charlotte alexandria and liz ej uh, and tori <laughs> <laughs> and, and jessica, jessica and julia Christian. David. You almost forgot Julia. David Nelson. We always forget Julia. We ain't got to go home, <laughs> but, but we, we can't can stay here. Bring me pictures of Spider-Man. Thwip. That's, don't bring him pictures of Spider-Man. That's sound. What, how can you take that and make it sound pervy? I wasn't trying to. See that? Bring me pictures of Spider-Man's feet. Does it? No. <laughs> no.